أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا وبعد كوت قهاري كيم uh, Isha is kind of late, so uh, this is one of the things that we were told by our mashayikh that when you prepare a speech, uh, you should do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They gave the example of one of the great orators of the Indian subcontinent of the last uh, generation. Hundreds of thousands of people used to come and hear his talk. Say the Ataullah Shah Bukhari rahimahullah. I remember one of our elders um, who passed away now, he mentioned, who's not really super like an uh, ilmi type person. He mentioned that uh, uh, he once uh, heard out of the corner of his ear uh, a man talking in a park one day about Deen. And uh, he said that uh, he was like mesmerized, like he didn't realize that like the, the, the adhan of like Maghrib until it hit that he was like actually standing there for like hours and soon with the guy. Uh, so it was said about him that once when he was done with one of his speeches, he was wrapping up and going home. An old man said, uh, did I miss the talk? And uh, uh, Shah said, yeah, you missed it. He goes, I traveled from such and such a village to hear Ataullah speak. And uh, it's like such a shame that I missed it. And he goes, don't worry, I'm Ataullah. I'll tell you everything that I said. And he gave the entire speech over again for this old man from the village. Uh, so uh, we were going to cover the life of Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam. He's Zubair bin Awam. Bin Khuwailid uh, bin Asad. Uh, uh, his Nasab, he is from the clan of Quraysh called Asad, which is the same clan as say the Khadija radiallahu anha, who is Khadija bin Khuwailid. His mother is Safiya ibn Abdul Muttalib. So he's actually a first cousin of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Safiya is the sister of the Prophet sallallahu father. And uh, it's mentioned, he actually mentions about Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu anhu, who was the Prophet's father's brother, that uh, if it wasn't for the fact that uh, his sister Safiya is still alive, I would have left his body in the battlefield and uh, uh, let the, uh, the, the vultures and scavengers eat it in Yom Qiyamah when he was uh, resurrected. The spectacle of the parts of it coming from the different directions would have been something to see, but it will grieve her. Uh, so for that reason, uh, I won't. So he's at once a relative of Sayyidina Khadija radiallahu anha, and he's at once a relative of the Messenger, a very close relative of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He accepted Islam when he was 12 years old. One of his, his father, Awam, had passed away when he was young. One of his uncles was raising him. His uncle rolled him up in a straw mat and set it on fire in order to uh, uh, convince him to uh, leave the deen when he was a young boy. And uh, he refused. He said that I'll never, I'll never go to Kufr. I'll never go to Kufr. Uh, his mother was very strict in, in raising him. This is something that's missing nowadays. Nowadays we have this idea that you can only raise children through only positivity. And it's good. You should be positive. You should call your kids something other than Himar from time to time. I agree with that. Right? That's good. But there's like two wings. You can't fly on one wing. So she was very strict with him to the point where, uh, to the point where uh, Khuwailid, uh, uh, um, sorry, Nofal bin Khuwailid, her, uh, uh, her brother-in-law, came and talked to her and said that you get angry and you 
beat this child way too much. And uh, she's, she composed some verses of poetry. I didn't memorize them, but they're, they're, they're mentioned in the uh, uh, Isaba of Hafiz ibn Hajar. Uh, she composed uh, five uh, hemi-stitches of, of, of poetry, the gist of which is that uh, I'm, I'm not beating him out of anger, rather I'm forming him into a good person and strictness. One day you'll see that it will pay off. Uh, it will pay off in, in his upbringing. She gave him the kunya of Abu Tahir, uh, which is the kunya of Zubair bin Abdul Muttalib. One of the uncles of the Prophet also had the name Zubair, so she named her son after her brother and gave him the same kunya of Abu Tahir. But then later on in life, because his first uh, uh, son's name was Abu Abdullah, uh, his first son's name was Abdullah, Abdullah bin Zubair, um, because of that, Abu Abdullah kind of overtook this uh, kunya of, of Abu Tahir. Abdullah bin Zubair was the first Muslim child born in Medina Munawwara. And many of the Muslim children that were born in Medina Munawwara would die of the plague that was in the water of Medina. Uh, to the point where the, the Jews of Medina would mock the Muslims and saying, look, you're cursed people, none of your child survive, children survive. So when Abdullah bin Zubair survived, um, he was uh, like a, the pride of all of the Muslims of, of Medina himself. But going back to Abdullah bin Zubair, anhu, going back to Zubair bin Awam, anhu, when he was a young man, he was so tall, they say that his feet would drag on the ground when he was riding. So uh, uh, he, was, he was a very extremely tall person. He was very uh, uh, lanky and he had what we would refer to as wiry strength. So he wasn't built like he wasn't bulky uh, in his physique, but he was a very powerful person. So he, as a, as a teenager, got into a fight with somebody in, Madi in Makkah Mukarramah and uh, his mother eagerly uh, awaited. She got the news that she got, he got in a fight. So she said, was he soft or did he like beat him to a pulp? And he, he actually broke the guy's arm, uh, despite him being much older than him. He has the honor of being the first one who drew a sword for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. In Makkah Mukarramah, uh, some of the mushrikeen, they circulated a rumor that they had killed the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam radiallahu unsheathed his sword and went to look for uh, who did this. And then afterward, it turned out that the Messenger of Allah was alive, but he was just in one of the mountains uh, overlooking Makkah Mukarramah. That's why he was uh, absent. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi on a number of occasions when he needed something, the uh, Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam was there for him to the point where he gave him the 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 the, the laqab, the, the honorific, the honorific title. Uh, he said that every Nabi has a hawari and my hawari is Zubair bin Awam. Uh, every Nabi has a hawari. The word hawari is the word that's used in the Quran for the disciples of Christ alayhi salam. So he says, just like Sayyidina Isa had his disciples, this Zubair bin Awam is my disciple. Uh, he, his back was filled with scars. His body was filled with scars from uh, uh, getting hit uh, uh, with swords and spears and arrows in jihad fi sabilillah. His son uh, uh, Mus'ab, uh, 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 not Mus'ab, his son Urwa, he narrates that he had three scars that were so deep that you could fit more than one finger entirely inside the scar. Uh, it was so deep into the into the skin, and he said that my father said two of them I received in the Battle of Badr, and one of them I received in the Battle of Yarmouk. If you'll remember, Yarmouk is the epic battle in which the Roman army was decimated, and the Roman Empire never set foot on on the main part of the Asian continent ever again after that. Um, and, and it was after several years after the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away. So it shows that the companions of Allah on whom were never resting, always, they always were pushing forward uh, on and on with their service of Islam and the service of the deen. Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam radiallahu anhu, 
two more things I wanted to mention about him. One is with regards to his, his death. Uh, he had, uh, he had uh, gone, there was a political rally that was held in a place outside of Medina Munawwara after Sayyidina Ali who was made Khalifa uh, for the people to put pressure on him to bring the killers of Sayyidina Uthman to justice. This was a just cause. There was nothing wrong with this cause. However, in the defense of Sayyidina Ali anhu, it was not possible. What's the biggest proof that people often neglect to mention that it wasn't possible? Sayyidina Muawiyah who never took bay'ah with him and had an entire separate caliphate, will become Khalifa of the entire ummah at some point, and they're not able to bring them to justice. And that was one of their stated like main goals. It was not known exactly who they were, and it was not exactly possible. But at any rate, they, they wanted, uh, they wanted uh, this thing to happen, and they felt that there wasn't enough effort being put into it. And so what ends up happening is that Sayyidina Ali and his supporters, political supporters, will go and meet them in this place outside of Medina. And uh, uh, because the, uh, uh, the riffraff on both sides were uh, 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 not, not, not uh, uh, orderly people, they started fighting with each other and it descended into chaos. It descended into a battle without an order for fighting from either uh, the seniors on either side. And so Sayyidina Zubair bin Awam who was part of the side that, uh, that, that demanded the uh, uh, justice for the killers of Sayyidina Uthman uh, and uh, what happened was on the battlefield, Sayyidina Ali will ask him, he will ask him a question. He says, don't you remember that the Messenger of Allah once asked you, would you ever, take the, would you ever fight against Ali in Zulm? And uh, you said no. And Sayyidina Zubair radiallahu anhu, he says, he says that I remember now. He says, up until now, completely, this, the fact that this thing even happened, you know, it completely was absent from my mind. But now I remember, and he left the battlefield. His son Abdullah bin Zubair says to him that if you leave the battlefield now, all the Arabs will say you're a coward. He says, I don't care, let them say what they want to say. Even today, let them say what they want to say. If you're going to do what's right, let them say what they want to say. And so he left the battlefield. A young man from Banu Tamim who politically was aligned with Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, uh, will, uh, uh, Ibn Jurmuz, 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 I forget the, uh, off the top of my head the, the actual name, but uh, he will give him aman. He'll see him and he'll say, oh, he gives him, this, says that like, I'm not here to fight you, I give you safe passage. And then treacherously from the back, he'll stab him thinking that I'm going to become like, I'm going to move up the ranks because I, I killed one of the commanders of the other side. And so when he comes back to the camp of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, he asked for dukhul. Uh, Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu says that uh, the, the, the killer of Zubair, yasta'dhinuka fi dukhul And Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said what? Because this is a person who politically, you know, like they ran against each other for Masjid President. Like, you know, they, politically they were antagonists, antagonists with one another in this, in this uh, particular occasion. What did he say? He says, he says, he says, he says, Adkhil, uh, he says, he says, Adkhil, Adkhil, Qatila, 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 Safiya, Tannar. He says that the, 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 let the, uh, the killer of the son of Safiya bint uh, uh, Abdul Muttalib, let him enter into the fire. Meaning he wasn't pleased with it and he actually had him executed for this. Uh, and uh, they all considered it to be a crime. And this is a proof that they were not, they were not there to fight one another. This is uh, something important to realize that if you look at the lives of the Ashara Mubashirin with Jannah, 
uh, all, most of them, the majority of them at, at, at any rate, the majority of them will die in some way through someone's treachery or through someone's killing them or through somebody, uh, uh, you know, taking their life uh, in extraordinary uh, events. Or like for Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah, he died in the Ta'un, he died of plague. These are all, uh, Allah Ta'ala takes these things from those people that he wishes to cleanse and purify and raise their ranks. So a person should not freak out when he sees these things in the lives of their loved ones or even in their own life. Allah Ta'ala gives afiyah. The last thing I wanted to mention was what is it? There's a hadith in Sahih Bukhari. Uh, Sheikh Musa, you may remember it. Uh, about the sons of Sayyidina Zubair radiallahu anhum. They said that our father was trust, trusted by everybody. People would entrust him with money and say, take care of our... Uh, uh, our children after we're gone, take care of our dependents, we're going on a trip, take care of our family members, or take this money and keep it safe for us. Sayyidina Zubair who was a person who was very stringent in his amanat, he said, look, if you leave this money with me or if you leave these articles, items with me, I don't know if I'll be able to return them to you or not. So I have another idea, why don't you just loan me the money and that way I can pay you back you know, uh, whatever whatever you uh, loan me, I don't have to like give that part particular article back to you. And so what happened was he'd take all of these, uh, this money from people as loans. Uh, his sons, when they realized all these people are coming and saying that I have this many hundreds and thousands of dirhams and dinars, I have this many thousands, I have this many thousands, hundreds, etc. They said, where are we going to get all this money from? Our father used to live like a simple man. We have no idea where any of this money was. What did he used to do? He was a smart man. He was a hustler. He used to invest the money in different properties, businesses, etc. So when they went through his stuff, they found all the properties, they sold everything off. Not only did they find enough money to pay all of the debtors back, but uh, 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 literally his, his estate, I remember when we were in Dora Hadith, I like worked it out at the rate of gold back then, which is probably less than half of what it is right now. His estate, uh, estate comes very near to $100 million uh, in like 2005 or six, uh, when we read the Hadith the first time. And the reason for mentioning this is what? This is a common thing, theme between all them, Ashram Mubashirin Bil Jannah. They're all warriors, they're all businessmen, they're all strategists, they're all intelligent people, and Allah gave them every single type of talent, every single type of beauty, every single type of perfection and excellence, uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, everything. And they used it all for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, and they didn't hold anything back. If somebody is physically weak, they can still be a good Muslim. If they're mentally deficient, they can still be a good Muslim. You know, it's, you know, but, but the strong believer is better than the weak believer and more beloved to Allah Ta'ala. And so this is the common thread between all of them is that you look at them, there are people who are not like, oh look, I said la ilaha illallah, now Islam owes me a good life. They're like, no. I said, La ilaha illallah, now let's take this Islam thing forward, which is a very different mindset. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, 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 be pleased with him, and be pleased with all the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by, by their love, uh, f- uh, give us openings for good, and change our bad habits into good ones, and give us khatima and iman, and give us a place uh, uh, with them uh, uh, in Jannah and the hereafter. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.